This is No Teacher Left Behind with Natalie McIntosh and Christine Hurt. Humorous musings from the teacher's lounge. All right, welcome back. This is Natalie and I get to choose the topic for this episode. And today I want to talk about student engagement. Oh, it's a good one. And I'm excited that you brought this up. Are you engaged? I am. <laughs> good. I, it worked. I don't have to read any more articles <laughs> or textbooks about how to do it. Um, so this came up because at the recording of this uh, episode right now, we have just started second semester. And our administrator kind of informed us that this year, uh, this semester, when he comes in to observe us, uh, the focus is going to be on student engagement. And my mind instantly said, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, for a couple of reasons. All right. First, I teach math. I teach Algebra 2. And I teach regular Algebra 2. So traditionally, regular Algebra 2 does not attract a lot of math enthusiasts. Okay. So there's one tick mark against, you know, and student engagement right there. I've got mainly students who are not interested at all in what I have to say. Math is also one of the subjects where I can't spin a story out of it a lot of times. I can make really interesting word problems, but if I have to teach you the quadratic formula, there's not a lot of hooks I can put into that lesson plan of how to get your students engaged in the quadratic formula, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't know. As a math teacher, do you have that issue also? Oh, yeah. I, I am on board so far 127% <laughs> that, you know, if... I need to, you, there's so, you can kind of make stories like with, uh, say, solving equation, it's about like balancing the scales, but is that really more exciting than calling it an equation? No. Yeah. There's many isn't. times where I wish I did teach English or history, not all the time because their course load is amazing. Anyway, because I, there's a lot of story and there's a lot of history and there's a lot of context and there's a lot of interesting things that can be related to the students' lives today. Quadratic formula? Some old guy back in Greece just made this stuff up, and now I have to teach it to you so you can pass a test. And so student engagement, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, well, this is going to be interesting. And so, you know, as teachers, we love to learn. So, of course, I'm like hopping online, going how to increase student engagement, do 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 And there is so much stuff out there. Now, I uh, came across this article, and it's from The Atlantic. And it was from January 21st, uh, 2016. And the title is Teaching, colon, Just Like Performing Magic. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> so it's from The Atlantic. It's written by uh, a woman named Jessica Leahy. And I, I want to try to do, because I'm a math teacher, I have no idea how to cite sources or anything. But I figured I should just give yeah. her some cred. Uh, let's see. She wrote a book called The Gift of Failure, How the Best Parents Learn to Let Go So Their Children Can Succeed. All for it. Sounds great. She sounds very legit. Um, so here's the article, and there's just some snippets out of it. When I first saw this, it's about one half of the entertainment duo, Penn and Teller, explains how performance and discomfort make education come alive. So that's like the tagline underneath. Okay. So this is Penn, right? I get them mixed up. Penn's the silent one? Yes. Of the mag magician uh, No, no. Penn duo? Gillette is the tall guy. Oh. Teller is the silent one. Okay, yeah, you're right. It's Teller. Yeah. <laughs> I read this before I presented it. <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, 
Um, so he was a former. Guess what he taught? Did he teach math? No. Oh, uh, history. Nope. Uh, so science? the rest of this podcast is me just <laughs> <laughs> saying nope to everything that you guess. Latin. Oh, yeah. That was not even <laughs> exactly. He taught apparently high school Latin for six years before he left to pursue a career in magic. Oh wow. Hmm. And um, then, of course, oh, it gives a little background. And then the 40 years since, the duo has won Emmys, Obies, is, I think that's how you pronounce that, Writers Guild Awards, and they got a star on the Walk of Fame and all yeah. that stuff. So, obviously, Latin, not as successful, but yeah. magic. Who knew? Yeah. Um, so, it's from his take. And I kind of got irritated at the article. Okay, tell me about it. I have this thing in me that I feel like there's, we're teachers, and so we're expected to do all the things. Yes. You know, everything. Yes. And when it comes to student engagement, I question how much control we actually have. Yes, I agree. And um, because what, in your thinking, as you're thinking about this, what are other factors that contribute to student engagement that have nothing to do with the teacher that outside of our control? Exactly. What are those things? Exactly. And so I was a little irritated when I see this article and I didn't even read it. And it just starts off with, it's like performing magic. And then it starts off education at its most engaging is performance art. From the moment a teacher steps into the classroom, students look to him or her to set the tone and course of study for everyone, from the most enthusiastic to the most apathetic. Even teachers who have moved away from the traditional lectures format towards a more learner autonomy, supportive approaches such as project-based or peer-to-peer learning still need to engage students in the process and serve as a vital conduit between learner and subject matter. Okay. It's a tall order. Yes. And then it goes on to say that, okay, we're not trained in the performance aspect of teaching. Agreed. Totally. Okay. Um, <laughs> given that every, this is another quote from the article, given that every American classroom contains at least one bored, reluctant, or frustrated student, engagement through performance may just be the most important skill in a teacher's bag of tricks. No. And all of a sudden I wanted to take this out to my little bonfire in the backyard and set it <laughs> set yeah. it ablaze. I, I disagree. But then I was like, no, education is about seeing things from all perspectives. There you go. So I continue. <laughs> Here we go. Um, as I read, I kind of became interested in like more of what he's saying. And I do want to go and read because he is drawing a lot of inspiration from something that I never knew existed. Which is? Well, I know your curiosity. I am. You are so engaged. I am so engaged right now. Did you see right how now. I hooked you right in? You did. Now, let me tell you about the quadratic formula. Oh, <laughs> no. I quit. I don't have a pencil, so I can't do this today. <laughs> yeah, that was a good bait and switch. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. He um, evidently... Let's see if I can find this. Teller's educational philosophy is rooted in the philosopher A.N. Whitehead's quote, rhythm of education, a theory that asserts learning happens in three stages, romance, precision, and generalization. And I'm like, oh, do tell me more. I'm so academically intrigued right now. I am hooked. I am engaged. So I went to the ultimate resource, Wikipedia. (laughs) I hope somebody's paying these people (laughs) and, and giving donations to Wikipedia because, you know, info. Yes. So this dude, A-N, stands for Alfred North, and his last name, Whitehead. 
he did this whole rhythm of education in 1922. And it was actually, um, it's, it was an address. So it was a speech okay. um, given to the Training College Association. Okay. Found out he's English. Um, and he was born in 1861. And of course, I was like, oh, that's the first year of the Civil War. And then I went, I better look that up because I'm not sure I want to see that online. <laughs> but I feel like it was 1861. And let's just say it was. Okay. So that's when he was born. And he died in 1947. After World War II ended. There you See, go. My there history. you go. Um, so I just thought it was very interesting that, oh, okay, people have been talking about education for a long time. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. Okay. So he talks about his own personal experience. Like, okay, he's five foot eight and about 160 pounds. So he was not the kind of person who could walk into a room of rowdy kids and they would just pay attention. And he said, what I do have, however, is delight. I get excited about things. And that's the root of what you want out of a teacher, a delight in what the subject is in the operation. That's what affects students. And I'm like, okay, okay. You, you kind of lost me on the first page. Yeah. You brought it back in the second page. Now I want to go look up this dude Whitehead yeah. and see what his address was all about yeah. and this romance um, stuff. I just don't like the idea that I have to be the performer. Yeah, I'm not a performer. Um, that is exhausting to me. But before you go on, I just want to ask, at some point, are you going to tell us what those three stages mean? The romance, precision, and generalization. That's what they were. And to answer your question, no, I am not. Okay. All right. So That's fine. <laughs> I just wanted to know because like, I'm now fixated on it. I'm super but I, I'll engaged. I'll make you this promise. Yes. Um, I found PDF versions of it online, this yes. address. And I can't wait to go home and print it out and look it over. Because when I looked at some of the quotes from it, uh, it was as if somebody could have said it today. Yeah. And this was 100 years ago. And so I'm enthralled by that. And it'll probably be either a major letdown. Like, I'll get to him. Oh, that was a waste of my time. Yeah. Or I'll be like, wow, maybe I can talk about this in an episode. Yeah. That uh, would be about great. how, why are we still fighting the same battles yeah. <laughs> that we have been fighting yeah. for 100 years? But here's where I want to um, switch back to, I do feel that the expectation a lot of times is that it's all on the teacher for the students to learn. Like the students are, their responsibility for the learning is being kind of removed. Yes. And now it's up to me to get them engaged, to get them their supplies, like you talked about in the previous episode, uh, to learn how they learn mm -hmm. their learning styles. I need to also learn uh, if they have any accommodations. It's up to me to get the info into their brains instead of them becoming an active participant in things. Right. And this student engagement thing is just another hook into it. Uh, well, I don't, there are just subjects out there, Christine, like the quadratic formula that does not have a lot of passion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's, Student engagement is just another way to rebrand things we've been talking about for a hundred years. And I feel mm -hmm. like that happens a lot to teachers in education is, you know, this is the new buzzword mm -hmm. and this is what we're going to focus on. And it does feel a lot like this is just one more way that we're going to make this your job instead of the job of the students. Yes. And because... You know, I've heard this said in this type of way before, and it's true from my experience. 
if I was a teenager and I brought home a bad grade, my mom would turn to me and, well, first she'd ground me. Now, this is also my mother who grounded me for getting a B <laughs> in a six-week period, not yeah. even for like yeah. <laughs> the whole year. Um, but her whole thing was, I know you're capable of better. Yeah. And, and she's like, I, if you, your best was a C, then that would be great. But I know what you can do. Uh, and so now if I, 30 years ago, I would have taken this report card home to her. She would be on me. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do differently? Yeah. What's your plan? Yeah. By the way, you're grounded. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Till these grades and come up. Now it's the... We need to call the teacher. We need to have a conference. We need to make a plan. We need to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, where is the student in all of this? Yes. Uh, and I understand that a lot of students uh, can be intimidated. I watch my son. He still has two gift cards to give his teachers from before Christmas because, you know, we do that. Yeah. You know. Once again, yes. trying to make up to my <laughs> teachers <laughs> that teach my son. And he's kind of afraid, you know, yeah. to like go up. He's like, I'll just wait until the next holiday. Yeah. <laughs> and, I went, oh. and I went, honey, no. Yeah. Um, if you want, you can hand them to the office. But yeah. he's afraid of that confrontation, yeah. even yeah. if it's to give a gift. Yeah. I totally get that. I teach primarily juniors now, so they need to start practicing yeah. that skill. Yeah. But going back to the major, like, thing, student engagement, I feel like there are some topics that are not beautiful, glamorous, dramatic, inspiring topics that you still need to learn to get the job done. Yes. And, and you're going to encounter this stuff in real life, like doing taxes. Yes. Sorry to those of you out there who really enjoy doing taxes <laughs> yes. and filling out all that paperwork. I get you. I love to fill out forms too. Yeah. But for a lot of people, it's not inspiring, but you still have to do it. Yes. And I was just going to say, part of the lesson of that is... Sometimes you have to do things even when they're not fun. So not only am I teaching you the quadratic formula or how to simplify a radical, I'm also teaching you how to get it done mm -hmm. even when you don't want to, even when it's not exciting, even when it's boring and stupid and when will I ever use this? It's a responsibility you need to take care of. That's what I'm teaching you. Exactly. It's to take care of your responsibilities even when it's not fun or exciting at all yeah and while so yes back to that article at first i was like ugh, why and then i got into it and i was like oh well actually this part's a little interesting i'll yeah. pursue that later but i think the main thing that's at the front of my brain is where do you draw the line of who whose responsibility it is yeah. obviously i don't want to just throw a textbook down at a student's desk and say Turn to chapter 6.3, and that's our lesson today, and then walk away. Right. That would be terrible pedagogy. <laughs> yes. And no engagement yeah. whatsoever. So yeah. there is engagement that needs to happen. Yeah, but I feel like there's a spot somewhere bet between here's the textbook, learn it, and I'm going to be putting on a three-ring circus up at the front <laughs> of the classroom because I'm not a performer. Um, and I did actually like what... The last thing that you read from the article about Teller saying what he had was delight. Mm -hmm. And that's the energy I always tried to bring to my classroom. I was just talking about, you know, simplifying a radical. And um, I always, my personality in the classroom, I'm very goofy as a person. So I bring a lot of goofy to the classroom. And I feel like that's kind of, that's my brand of student engagement is I'm goofy 
So you're going to be too busy thinking how stupid I look to be bored with the math, I guess. <laughs> um, but when we would do uh, simplifying radicals, I always, always say, this is my favorite unit because it's totally radical. And it can, oh, <laughs> they groan and roll their eyes. But I feel like there are little things like that that you can do to show your own delight in mm -hmm. the material and your own ability to recognize that simplifying radicals is actually not the most exciting thing, but I can make a joke about it and we can have a little bit of fun. But beyond that, students, it's on you to take that and run with it. Right. So I have to calm myself down knowing that these observations are coming. Yes. Because you know, you know, oh, as I know. soon as he walks in that classroom with the little laptop getting ready to type uh -huh. that, what, sometimes he just sits back there and he's doing his own work and he just wants to escape. Uh -huh. but, <laughs> uh, but on the observations, he's going to be looking at student engagement. And I guarantee I'm going to have one or two students try to get out their phones. I'm going to have one or two students put their head down. Yep. I'm going to have a couple students over here because... We have, on average, about 25 to 30 students at any given mm -hmm. moment. Um, and I can try small group work, but when you're working with one group, you've got other groups doing yeah. other things. I have to remind myself that perfection is not expected. Yes. I know my administrator. I know he's not going to walk in there looking to catch me in some sort of disengagement yeah. task. <laughs> yes. He's really, he knows what I yeah. can control and what I can't. Yeah. Uh, he may be looking to see how I react to certain things yeah. and that's fine. But for me not to go crazy, uh, and run out of the room screaming or crying, I have to <laughs> remind myself that it's all okay. Yeah. There's only so much we can do. And when students come in and they're actually learning, it's great. And then some days they just don't have it in them that yeah. day. And I got to be patient about that also, yeah. because yeah. like you said, there are so many other factors out there. Oh, yeah. That affects student engagement. You don't know if that um, student had a place to sleep last night. Yep. You don't know if they had a full meal in a couple yeah. of days. You don't know if they just got in this really horrible fight with their boyfriend slash girlfriend. Yeah. Parents are getting divorced. Yeah. They missed the bus and they were in a hurry. And I think a lot of young inexperienced teachers... Um, Take it personally. Oh, yeah. It is very easy to take it personally. Like, and sometimes you're being rude to me when actually they haven't slept in three days. Yeah. You know, you yeah. don't know. You just don't know. And sometimes I feel like um, your administrator that you're talking about who does your, your bulk of your observations, I know who he is. And he's very reasonable. And he'll come in and, you know, maybe there's one kid who's falling asleep or one kid who's reading a book or on his cell phone. Um, and he might you know, maybe mention it in passing, but also say, but you know, you had this going on over here, whatever. But I've had administrators come into my room, see the multitude of things I have going on <laughs> at one time to keep my students engaged and differentiated. And then all she had to say to me was that one person wasn't doing what she was supposed to be doing on the Chromebook. That, that was, was the, the feedback. only feedback she gave you? See, It was disheartening to yes. say the least yeah um because i felt like but did you not see how i had these three kids over here with extreme add focused on the lesson and doing problems and how this student over here hasn't done anything for a week but today i finally got her to do three math problems like i'm, I'm working doing the best right. i can right um and so you do sometimes you have them come in they just want to and so you do you get that anxiety of like oh engagement 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 I've got this one student who's not paying attention and that's all they're going to focus on. 
But then that focusing on that student takes away from the engagement of the 26 other kids. And it's such in your a classroom. balancing act. Yes. It's who do you let go and deal with later? Who do you deal with right now? Yeah. And that whole um, gamut of things. Yeah. And oh, dang, I had a thought and it's just gone. Oh, well, you know, while you're you know, trying to think of that, yeah, I'll, I had a thought. Good. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like, because I feel like teenagers especially are very sensitive to inauthenticity of any kind. Mm. So if you are not a natural performer type person, like I know there are teachers who play the guitar and make a song to go with whatever. Like they're just, you know, they can sing, they can rap the quadratic formula <laughs> or whatever. If I tried to rap the quadratic formula, I feel like I would turn off more students than I would get engaged because that's not authentic to yes. me. I am not a performer. I am not an MC. That's not my, my strong suit by any stretch of the imagination. So I feel like sometimes Although well-meaning, we want students to be engaged. Admin wants us to engage our students. Promoting these very performative lesson plans are really disingenuous to the teacher and are actually not beneficial to the student. What do you think yes. about that idea? No, the authenticity component, dead on. If there's anything that teenagers can do, I know we love to point out all the things they can't, <laughs> but one thing that they are brilliant at is the bullshit meter. Yeah. They're just like, you're trying way too hard, and now I'm not going to listen to anything. Yes. So, yes, um, that that was definitely a very, very good point. And I try to remember that because there's some days I walk in, and there's always an element of performance. Yes. You know, if I had a fight at home and came in, I, you know, I have to put on a professional face. It's a, it's a life lesson. Yes. You put on your professional face, yes. and you deal in a professional manner. But there's, and some days I come in, to the classroom, all giddy, yeah, and telling like little anecdotes and stories, yeah. and you know, getting a lot of engagement. And other days, I'm just feeling really low, yeah. And sometimes it's okay for me to tell the students, I'm struggling today. I'm I'm feeling kind of low today, but this is what we need to do. Yeah. So let's help each other get through it. And sometimes when I just do that, yeah, and say, I'm I'm having a hard time today. Uh, can we work together to yeah. get through this? They're more than happy to. Yeah. You know. It's amazing to me how effective being a person in front of your <laughs> students can benefit the situation and just being honest with them. Uh, you know, I don't recommend doing this on a regular basis. And of all the classes I have ever taught, I am severely fortunate that this happened in front of the class that it did because we had a really strong sense of community in this group. But one day I had a full on panic attack. Oh, wow. In the middle of class. And I had to call my administrator to come take over my class so I could go sit in the teacher's lounge for 30 minutes and try to calm down. Um, and I'm very, very grateful to my admin and my department head who helped me through that whole situation. It was terrifying. Um, and like I said, I was very fortunate that the class that that happened in front of, we were a pretty tight-knit mm -hmm. group there. But I came back to class and I just explained, I'm not sure exactly what happened. But this is what happened. I had a panic attack. It was nothing that any of you did. It, I'm not totally sure where it came from. Um, it was right after we had um, an unannounced intruder drill. And I think that just set my adrenaline and I just couldn't get it to go mm. back down. Um, but at any rate, my students were incredibly understanding. And I told them, I said, the best thing that we can do now is just... For me to just get back to work. Let's just get back to work. And they did. 
And I was also really impressed because, um, you know, my administrator came in to take over the class and the students knew the whole routine. They said, you know, oh, now we're supposed to do this, so let's do this. And they kind of guided him because he didn't know what was next in the lesson. But they said, oh, this is next. This is what we usually do next. And they did that and, um, and really helped me out that way, too. Um, and again, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when should I put this panic attack into my lesson plan? Yeah. Did you do it at the yeah. beginning or the end? Um, <laughs> you know, it's not like a strategy you want to use. But, <laughs> but my point is that I think developing, like we talked about in the first episode, my big thing is developing relationships. And I think developing those relationships and then using them to be a person so that your students can also be a person and you can work together. I don't know. No, I think that's yeah. perfect. And it's amazingly, you know, even when it's not you're having a panic attack, but you're just having a low day. And you can be like, guys, I don't have a ton of energy, but this is what we need to get through. This is the lesson. Um, and, but you can't abuse it either. If you do it every day, then it starts to have the opposite effect. Definitely. Definitely. There was just one... Um, I think this is a good wrapping up place yeah. to, for, for now. There's other topics. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the topics I think we're going to come up with are so global and have so many little subcategories. Oh, yeah, and little offshoots. and They but touch on other things. This and... was the one that I was thinking of the most yeah. today. But I saw this quote at the end of the article. I thought it was a lovely quote by yeah. Teller. Right? Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when I go outside at night and look up at the stars, the feeling that I get is not comfort. The feeling that I get is a kind of delicious discomfort. I love that. Delicious mm. discomfort. At knowing that there is so much out there that I do not understand, and the joy in recognizing that there is enormous mystery, which is not a comfortable thing. This, I think, is the principal gift of education. Boom. I'm going to make a poster. I'm going to laminate that sucker. I love it. It's going on my wall. I love it. But, um, and that's another topic for another time. I'd yeah. love to talk about discomfort and yeah. how we are a society that's fearful of it. Oh, yeah. So add that to our list. Yes. But... For and, now, yeah. No, and I, I, I did want to ask you. So, mm -hmm. just kind of to wrap up on a actiony note oh, here, mm -hmm. um, you know, you've talked about how your admin's focus for you right now is student engagement, and you're a little bit. Mm, I sense some trepidation about that, just because that you know, like performance art as teaching isn't really your style. So, what are your plans to? maybe just reflect on your own student engagement and improve or change that in your classroom? Or, or do you feel like you are fine with your level of student engagement right now? I think uh, it's unrealistic for me to think that I can do a complete overhaul right now on all the things that I do in my classroom. I think right now I'm just at acceptance okay. of... This is where I'm at, mm -hmm. and when he comes in or she, I don't know who's coming in, but when they come in, that it's okay. I just keep doing the best that I can for my students, and everything will be okay. Yeah. Not to just hone in on this, oh, this is what they're going to be looking for. Just keep going Yeah. and trust that everything's going to be fine. And yeah. basically what helped the most was sitting here and talking to you about it, telling somebody else about this caused a great deal of anxiety in me and I really need to get this out because yeah. I'm like frustrated. Yeah, and just to kind of be able to process this new initiative, this new action item for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really healthy perspective um, and something that I'm so glad that I knew you my first year of teaching because I Aww. feel like 
that's a perspective that you have always brought, you know, to our conversations of I'm doing the best I can. And if admin comes to me with something they think I should change and it's on my list of things to improve, I'm going to take that feedback and I'm going to run with it. If it's something that I feel like actually I'm okay with where that is right now, I'm going to take that feedback and maybe put it in a drawer and deal with it later or never, maybe, (laughs) Um, you know, and just kind of let it roll off because I only have so much energy in a day or a week or a semester and I can only do so much. And I think especially for new teachers, and we've talked a lot about we want to dedicate a whole new whole episode to talking about brand new teachers and the struggles of that. But I think especially for young teachers, there is this tendency to hear that from admin. We're focused on student engagement. And then all of a sudden, all the synapses are firing on how do I improve my student engagement by 150%? And oh my God, this one kid was on his phone today and I'm the worst teacher ever. And, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. And it's not really, that's not reality. And yeah. that's not, it'll be okay. It's not realistic and it's going to be okay. And sometimes the best perspective is to say, I'm doing everything I can. I feel good about it. If I hear feedback that is actionable for me, I'll take it into advisement. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep moving forward. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Well, thank you for bringing this up, Natalie. It was really, um, I think, a really good hot topic for a lot of teachers. Definitely. So, Take care of yourselves. Yes. And now for the super fun segment where we have our super sound engineer, Brett, K- Brent, sorry, Brent Knipe, <laughs> uh, pick a random small topic for Natalie and I to talk about. Something a little fun here. All right, what is it? Uh, funny homework excuse. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good homework excuse. Okay. I have, do you mind if I... Go for it, because I don't have one yet. Okay. So. Um, so I've worked in a variety of different educational uh-huh. <laughs> places and I worked at a, also a private day school uh-huh. and I assigned homework and the kid came back to class and said, oh, my driver has my homework. Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, um, your driver? What? Yeah. He's, yeah I'm the driver. My yeah. family's driver. The you know, I'm yeah. like, oh, 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 oh okay. Yes. Um, sorry, uh, poor teacher here. I do not speak <laughs> <laughs> affluent student ease, but uh, evidently he had left his uh, homework in the car with his driver. Oh no! Yeah, that was the most interesting because it took yeah. me a, a couple of synapses to be like, what? what, what? I'm sorry, what is this happening? Oh, yeah. Okay. My chauffeur, my chauffeur has my homework. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I think my best one was a student showed up to class, said that he had left his homework at home, but he had his mom take a picture of it (laughs) and would that be okay? And I said, show me the picture and the picture. Um, and this was at a point in the year where you can start to recognize students handwriting, you know, and I didn't recognize this handwriting. And also, the picture was of the entire worksheet except for the top part where the name was. Oh, that so was it cropped was his, out of the picture. It was his air quotes, mom. Uh huh. Oh. His friend <laughs> sent him a picture of their homework. Wow. And clever. I said, "Oh, I'm not dumb. Mm-mm. No, I said you bring it to me tomorrow. You can turn it in for late credit, but I can't accept this because it doesn't have your name on it." 
so yeah. nothing. Uh, feel free to take another picture as a selfie yeah, <laughs> of your mom yeah. in a picture <laughs> yeah, holding it yes, up yes. with your name showing. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. That's clever. I mean, yeah. I would have fallen for it, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, oh okay, okay there is. No, I was like, mm, but, yeah, something isn't you. sitting right with me on this one. <laughs> no, and then there was the time where it wasn't homework, it was classwork. Um, a student was very angry with me because I would not let her leave class to go to the cafeteria to buy a homecoming ticket. And <laughs> so like, she's very angry with me. So she was sitting in her small group, uh, bitching to her friend about it. And, you know, I just sort of, sometimes you shut it down. Sometimes you just realize it's not a fight to battle and you just let them wear yeah, themselves whatever. out, whatever mm-hmm. you're not, she wasn't disrupting anything. So, um, but then she turned in her classroom and there was um, foul language written in my direction on the worksheet. And I just nice. thought, do you not so, think there will be a consequence for this? Do you think I don't look at it? Like, what are you thinking here? I totally would have framed it. And put it on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> wall of fame. Yeah. yeah. So but anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, think it through. Good. Think it through. Erase it. Rip it off before you turn it in. And definitely uh, another tip. I love to take pictures of all of these like random little things because uh-huh. they just delight me later. Yes. yes. Maybe not keep... in the time, but. <laughs> yeah. Keep but a little I... file for mm-hmm. down the line. Yes. Of all the funny things uh-huh. that kids do. Yes. yes. Well, thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Bye.